Welcome to day 10 of our Insights and Intuition series here at Pondering AI. In this installment, Ganesh Kasari reflects on generative AI in the enterprise. Welcome back, Ganesh. Thanks for having me back, Kimberly. Great talking to you again. All right. So in the time since we last talked, progress has continued apace. There has been no shortage or slowdown in both the the hype and the excitement and some of the reservations around the adoption of AI and analytics. So interested in your perspectives on what have been the most promising or striking developments you've seen relative to how companies are thinking about and or adopting advanced analytics or AI? Sure. We've been seeing progress in the last few months is actually an understatement. (laughs) We've been seeing a lot more than that since the months that we spoke since then. If I recall our conversation, we were talking about how chat GPT was relatively even new, was coming into the public domain and uh, applications and the hype around it, the, the potential and the hype, we talked about that. In the last few months, I have also been pleasantly surprised with the pace of progress in this space. So it's gone way beyond education and we have several implementations in place I'm seeing across the, the industry. Organizations have implemented LLMs, uh, large language models, broadly generative AI applications in production, which is fabulous and at the same time really surprising compared to the earlier waves of AI we have seen just a few years ago. So if you were to explain, just uh, give some some additional context there compared to even deep learning, the early stages when deep learning people started talking about it, think about uh, in the enterprise context, 2014-15 is where a lot of conversations are happening, some frameworks available. And uh, it took about four or five years or so for even seeing some real-world applications in the level of awareness. Compared to that, uh, for with generative AI, all of this has happened in months, which is incredible. So what do you think are the key enablers for organizations that have been able to embrace and, in fact, deploy this in a production setting given the relative newness and some of the very real limitations of the systems themselves. Uh, Two things which have really worked for organizations that have been able to progress. One, picking the right use case. Where are you applying it? We can talk about some areas of application I'm seeing generative AI being used most commonly in enterprises. So picking the right use case is number one. And number two is doing a quick integration and having a working version which they can have users play around with and as a working pilot use within the organization. So these two, by the way, nothing new. Same with any new technology or even with advanced analytics years ago. If you have the right pilot, right use case and an early prototype, that can work wonder. That continues to play out here. I see a lot of applications and Broadly, I would say stakeholder engagement is one area, whether you're improving customer engagement or customer experience with easy uh, thing everyone can relate to is chatbots, how chatbots can become much more smarter and actually useful after a a long time. Mm -hmm. Or could also be employee engagement, uh, helping people find stuff internally, understand policies, simplify communication. So broadly, stakeholder engagement is one area. And the second area is productivity improvement. Could be office uh, tasks automation or technology automation, which includes coding as well and other tasks that people do with an organization. So these two areas I've seen, these are low-hanging fruits 
best suited for using large language models, broadly generative AI. And that has been working well for organizations that have gone in this direction. Have there been particular areas that customers have been interested in using these technologies where they've realized that either the technology is either not well suited or they're just not ready to go? Have there been any of those that have been striking to you where, where somebody went out and said, we're going we're to test this and have decided not to move forward in that area currently? Uh, use of these models for more predictive tasks has not really been successful uh, yet. And also areas like, for example, if it is understanding of text, understanding within quotes and being able to answer questions and summarize has been an area of strength. Whereas if you're trying to do very accurate fine grain classification of text, for example, sentiment classification mm -hmm. or even like customer journey classification at a very fine grained level, uh, there are areas where it works and areas where it gets it wrong. It doesn't get the context and definitely prediction kind of use cases still far away. So those are areas where organizations have not been as successful. I, I think from within an enterprise standpoint, I, I see that the first set of tasks I mentioned is where they have been relatively more successful. For example, simplifying employment policies or customer contracts or the regulatory documents. So all of those are areas where people have been successful using it. And it strikes me that this might underscore a key point I believe you made as well in the last time we talked, which is that these technologies are just another tool yeah. in the toolbox. Right. So organizations that are looking to apply them sort of in a peanut butter manner, smear them all over the organization to solve anything and everything are likely to be sadly disappointed at the very least, if not taking on major risks. But those that are looking at them, understanding the capabilities, understanding the limitations, and applying them for the proper tasks right. in conjunction with a broader suite of capabilities, AI and otherwise, are more likely to be successful. Very true. I think that's that's well put. Uh, there's still case for building your linear regression model, still case for building your mm -hmm. the BI dashboards. Nothing takes away the, that budget and efforts yet. Again, yet is a word <laughs> which keeps coming back. Uh, but I think they are important. And like you mentioned, yeah, just layering it on top just because everyone else is using it, that's a recipe for failure. So what should we anticipate? What do you forecast happening as we, we make the turn here into the new year? Yeah, there are a couple of things I'm really excited about. One thing which I have been telling people and for the throughout this year has been a multimodal AI. At the start of this year, while people were excited about text chat, I was saying how it could be incredible if we can not just text, but also talk, see, and have a real conversation with an AI. Again, conversation again. <laughs> can can sound <laughs> frightening, but uh, from an enterprise application standpoint, having having a meaningful usage of these applications would be, it'll be much more powerful if we are able to share pictures and uh, talk and get some quick answers from it, as opposed to just having to type and, and structure that into a text prompt. So that is what I continue to be very excited about. And already ChatGPT earlier this month, they launched the image integration as well. So you can upload pictures you know, into ChatGPT. I think most geographies it is already live and you can ask questions about pictures. So that is showing a lot of promise. And imagine if you're able to uh, even talk to it freely and do all of these interchangeably. For example, ask a question and then paste a picture in a follow on and then copy paste a document, dump it or, or point to a link. And that's what I mean by a complete meaningful conversation to 
completion and get to a decision end of the day. That I think we will see uh, in the coming year mature again much faster than uh, what people are, are thinking. That will be a game changer. An unfair question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. If there were a singular piece of advice or activity thing that you would recommend people focus on, what is the thing that they need to do and, and get right to be able to leverage these technologies most effectively and safely? If it is just one word, I would say upskilling. Organizations uh, can tap into this only if they enable their teams, whether it's a technology organization or something in a different business domain. The the people across the roles, across the divisions have to not just be aware of it, but also should be capable of using it. So that is a effort I see again, organizations which are way ahead and who already have realized that this is a game changer. They are training their workforce in tens of thousands. That's happening, but in a handful of organizations today, that would be my very strong recommendation. Take up this training and definitely go beyond education in terms of practically where can people use it by role, Mm -hmm. by the activity and provide them with the tools. And uh, if it means getting some subscriptions for some of these, uh, whether it is those end user tools or APIs or the cloud, uh, some of those integrations, enable that as well, along with the education, that would be my recommendation. So engaging and enabling not just literacy, but facility. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ganesh. <laughs> yeah, this has been good. I think there's a lot happening in this space. Yeah. So certainly, I think uh, there are <laughs> other aspects, but for a quick take, I think <laughs> this, is, this is good. Time. 12 Days of Pondering AI continues tomorrow. Subscribe now for more insights into what's happening now and what to expect next in the ever-fascinating world of AI.